Welcome to the therapy session you never had with the two hottest messes in town, Charles Vivian and Isabel Corey. Get ready to talk gangs, slags, and best of all, drag. It's time to confront your daddy, daddy issues. Oh my God, was that not literally the most stressful thing to have ever happened? Uh, wait, is he, is he, can you hear me? Yes, Charles, oh I can hear God. you. Oh I literally want to die, Jesus. Oh my God. I, I'm about to puke. I don't know about anything else. I well, literally have a bucket by me. It's been 10 minutes. Okay, well, if anybody's still here, um, sorry about our technical difficulties. I cannot believe that that just happened. I was locked out. It didn't let me in. I was out. It was definitely us. We definitely should have known that we did to ask people. It's all right. I We're don't take any responsibility. Oh my god! I was literally just sitting there, like, "Well, what the fuck are we gonna do?" <laughs> We're here now. Charles, I, I, I could not hear the intro, but I'm sure it sounded great. Um, right. Well, um, now that we're actually here, ten minutes in, would you like to introduce yourself, Izzy? We're a bit bloody late, aren't we? Um, I know. I know. I I, should we check if we've got any bloody listeners left? Jesus, I don't know. I'm any of you who are here. You know, well done. Keep fighting the good fight. Um, well, so let's get started then. So I'm Izzy, my pronouns are she, her, and with me is the gorgeous Charles Vivian. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, yes, Izzy, I've just had we actually have 24 listeners, so thank you oh very much. Gosh, for hi, everyone. You know, sometimes so people just need you all. Sometimes people just need a bit of peace and quiet, you know, some meditation time. It's what you needed, Honestly, um, don't we all? Uh, right, so Izzy, would you like to do a little introduction about yourself? Like, who is Izzy Corey? Why are these 24 people listening right now? Oh my God, what a question. I couldn't tell you. Um, all I know is that Izzy Corey is Charles Vivian's partner in crime, um, it seems. We've in this met, we met very early on in my life at St Andrews. And it's been love ever since, and no one can ever tear us apart. Um, what about you, Charles? Who, who, who is Charles, apart from a fabulous gay icon? Okay, well, that is very kind of you, Isabel Corey. I, okay, I just describe myself. I am, as you well know, a literal trash bag who doesn't sleep, <laughs> doesn't know how to run a fucking radio show, and uh, but. I uh, love to talk about some gay shit, so I guess that's uh, that's why we're here. And at the end of the day, we made it. You know, I woke up. I didn't we're sleep. Here. The show. Oh, my I God. could pass. I could still pass out. I don't know what my heart rate is, but, but it's I probably very high. I literally feel like I'm about to faint, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but, it's, um, but it's fine, you know. Okay. Well, we've got some fun things in store for today. Uh, we've oh my got gosh, today. We've got um, a cheeky discussion of. Uh, it's a sin, uh, which will be very exciting. Um, Izzy, would you like to play the first song? Oh my god, yes, I would. Just let me figure out how to tech to tech the the shit out of oh this. Essentially, can I, I give a little one? Everyone, this is okay. this is years and years with it's a sin. We hope you enjoy. Lovely. When 
When I look back upon my life It's always with a sense of shame I've always been no one to blame For everything I long to do No matter when or where or who Has one thing in common too It's a, it's a, it's a It's a sin It's a sin Everything I've ever done Everything I ever do Every place I've ever been Everywhere I'm going to It's a sin At school they taught me how to be So pure in thought and word and deed They didn't quite succeed It's a sin It's a sin Everything I've ever done Everything I ever do Every place I've ever been Everywhere I'm going to It's a sin I've always been the one to blame mm-hmm. For everything I long to do No matter when or where or who Has one thing in common too It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sin It's a sin Everything I've ever done Everything I ever do Every place I've ever been Everywhere I'm going to It's a sin That is such a beautiful tune That is just like It's so great Because the original version is so poppy and like upbeat and I just think Ollie singing this is so lovely. Do you know what? Well um for any of the listeners for some reason I can't hear the songs and I think that's a good thing. <laughs> I think I would start pulling my eyes out. Honestly Izzy when we were like right we're gonna talk about it's a sin I was like am I literally just going to cry for a full hour? Like it's not oh, gonna no. be sobbing. But um yes uh it I absolutely was it the Ollie Alexander version? Yes, it was. It was the one that you chose. Well, um, I have had it before, and I must say that it is absolutely iconic and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. my. I mean, to anyone watching the, listening to this now, um, if you haven't seen the show, you are literally living under a rock. It is honestly one of the best shows I've ever seen. It is so like tragic and beautiful and funny at the same time and obviously we know that 
yeah, we know that Russell T Davies is like literally um, an iconic writer. I mean, how can you do like Daleks in Doctor Who and then like write about the AIDS crisis? I mean, that's on range. That's on range. I'm really tempted to be like, guys, just listen. If you haven't seen it yet, just leave right now and just go. (laughs) (laughs) If we haven't already put you off, go for it. But literally, drop drop your fucking addresses and we will come and fight you if you've not seen this because it's amazing. Amazing. And the cast is something else. Like, the cast is amazing. And it's, like, one of those things, as an actor, when you watch a show like that and you watch, like, the behind the scenes of, like, a show like that, and there are some shows where you're like, I just want to be on that set so much because it looks like so much fun. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And I know when I know when I love a show because I get obsessed and I go and follow everybody on Instagram. And I've literally, yeah. I've literally whilst I've been stuck at home, fun... Thank you, St. Andrews, having a great time. <laughs> I've literally just been like on their Instagrams, like looking at all their stories, like looking at all their pictures of behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, is there um, a particular point you want to get started in our little discussion? Well, obviously, like we kind of did like polls on Instagram, and I thought that was interesting because like not a lot of you have watched the show yet. Go and do that. I I nearly blocked everyone on there and was like, "This is is a direct threat to anybody in my life who I've told directly to watch the show. If you've not watched it, never speak to me again." Get got like we have people that will come and like. That's for the first ten minutes, we thought that was random music. No, no, we were noting you down. We're ready. <laughs> but I've always really like so got angry. That's why we didn't come on for like ten minutes. <laughs> so angry. Well, literally, literally, fucking twenty minutes in, we've already you know missed first time show. Now we're giving death threats. It's a great start to our radio show. Thank um, God. Um, yes. Wow. Uh, so I guess uh, one of the things jumping straight in to uh, yeah. One of the things that I loved most about it, because, you know, we talked about how, like, fab the acting is and, like, the story is so amazing. Again, just go fucking watch it. Um, but I really love that, obviously, you know, it's about the age crisis, so it's not it's not a fucking comedy. But, like... It's not um, all sunshine and rainbows. No, there, there's, some, there's some ups and downs. But amidst, like, all the, like, you know, emotion and, like, more, you know, devastating bits, there's so much celebration in there as well. Yeah. And that's... I loved most um, and I was telling you Izzy when we like first called because we've we've spoken about this a lot um, <laughs> I, as I was like I have had an identity crisis and I had to bring yeah. my therapist the next day I was like Jean oh I probably Jean. oh no is that bad okay well, well oh god okay <laughs> well, we said Jean forget about I was like Gwen I was like Gwen <laughs> I'm having an identity crisis. Like, I want to move to London. I want to be like gay and liberated and run around and yeah. have parties. Um, and yeah, so for me, that was like such an important part. There was like so much joy in there as well that just made me yeah. love it so much and made me like, I want to go and like go to one of the parties in the Pink Palace. Oh. Yes. And I will be your Jill. I will come with you to London and be your Jill. I am such a Jill. Like, it's ridiculous. All of my friends are gay like I don't oh. have any <laughs> what is it? I don't really have a lot of straight male friends so um, apart from I'm, me, a, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fat Jill um and I love her and I think like she's such a she's such a hero in the whole story because oh. she's like and for someone who I mean we all know that the AIDS crisis killed off so many people for someone to be in that friendship group where like everyone is at risk 
of yeah. of like death and to like have to come to terms with that and still be such a like a rock for everyone she's so emotionally there and stable for, yeah. for everyone and I think especially at the end like you'll see she goes and visits people in the hospital like people who don't have anyone visiting them like this is the sad part is that like because it because being gay was so taboo at the time every all the kindness kind of like went out the window and people stopped caring for their family members and their friends who were literally dying in hospital and that just Jill's strength in that sense is like so miraculous I think and I think she should be so commended for that um, Izzy, I love how you literally just went, I'm Jill, and then a five-minute monologue about her strength, like everything she's doing. I'm like, okay, bitch, you think I live yourself? You think I live yourself? Okay, I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm a Jill, and like, Jill is a really big hero. Um, I guess I kind of, I guess I see myself as like um, a saint, you know, when it wow, comes yeah. to that. Wow. I, wow. I, I, I fucking love that. Um, I, you know that, um, the so, yes, uh, there's, uh, yeah, the character Jill is based on a real person, one of Russell T. Davies. Really? Yeah. Um, she's called Jill. I can't remember her second name. That's really bad. But oh my God, that's so unoriginal of Russell to just like not change her name. Oh my God. And yeah, because um, I <laughs> Davies was talking about his friend and like how much uh, she done for like aid and aid crisis and for lots of people he knew. And so he wanted to like, it's like an ode to her kind of. But also to you, of course, as well, Corey. I think he just knows. <laughs> He just knows that you are just a saint. You're a gem. You're out there. Um, but yeah, literally, I, I I totally agree. I think. Oh, should we give a little like? Should we give a little like a summary? Context. Yeah, 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 yeah. So right, here's how I would summarize. Uh, it's a sin. Uh, apart from um, it being absolutely fucking amazing, you should all watch it. Uh, basically, <laughs> it's uh, set in the eighties, uh, and it follows a group of. Um, like a group of um, queer folk who are kind of like, you know, growing up, they're university students, and it basically follows them throughout the AIDS crisis. And it is um, amazing. Again, that's, I feel like this is going to be an hour of us just going, please watch it. And like the Pink Palace is this like, that's their flat that they all move into. I think there's five of them. So there's Richie, Colin, Jill, Roscoe, and Ash. and they're all like in this flat and they have like parties all the time and it looks so fun. Um, and I also love the range of like occupations that everyone has. I kind of think it really shows how um, queerness functions in different industries. Cause you've got like Richie who wants to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And there's this kind of like threat of like, um, he doesn't want to that could be his career. Um, and then Ash, who's a school teacher, yeah. and talking about those experiences, Roscoe does what Roscoe does. And if you watch the program, you will see that he does some pretty sexy stuff. Um, oh, I'm in love. Oh, Mari Douglas oh. is literally the most beautiful person I've ever seen. And I was really lucky because I got to see a production of Wise Children, um, which was um, a production by Emma Rice with uh, the company Nehi. And he was in that show. And I remember awesome. he's like one of a twin. Um, like based on like the Angela, I can't. Who's that? What's her last name? The one who did the Bloody Chamber. Oh God! Yeah, it's someone will know out there. Someone will know. It's it's irrelevant. Um, it's not relevant, but you know. And so, 
so and he was like one of a twin and like the both of them were just so gorgeous and like Omari can like sing and dance and act total triple threat and also his outfits Fisco's outfits in the show were my favorite by far oh my god um there's a so right at the beginning don't worry if we've got any spoilers we'll let you know but there's a like scene right at the beginning which is like introducing him where he kind of like um you know he's been growing up in a very conservative like um family and he kind of like oh it's so good and he like dresses up in like drag and it's amazing um i'm yes and then out the door yeah oh my god it's brilliant um oh yeah no what what were you saying um well Well, i was gonna say that that is like that is such a good thing that i found with the show was that kind of depicting that journey from um small town life and sort of conservative home life to the big city and like how I think still now we get people who can't really escape that that still have this like small town life I've never lived in a city I've always just lived like in a small town or St Andrews as well I mean everyone calls St Andrews the bubble and like when you go there you know exactly what that means you know it's such a bubble yeah, no, so true. That, that is why I was having my identity crisis, because I was like, yeah. hey, um, well, if, if people have not already realised, I am gay. Uh, <laughs> I've been in a, you know, what? sometimes... Are you serious? Really cool. I, God, is if I not told you? Oh, my Are God. Are you gay? Really... Yeah. Oh, oh, God. God. I don't know how I feel about you now. Yeah. You're like, sorry, um, I, I don't think we can be friends anymore. I just... No, sorry, just yeah. No, thanks. Wow. Uh, no, but I'm um, joking, joking. I love, I love him. And God, imagine that we'll check the listeners and everyone's left. They just think you're a rage. If he could be them. more gay, I would prefer that. Like oh, the oh gayer, the better. Try uh, hard. Okay. Right. All right, Jill. Calm down. Uh, and uh, yeah, so um, I, uh, yeah, I lived in Jersey, which if, for those of you who don't know, is this tiny irrelevant little island. And then I went to, <laughs> and then I went to um, a really fun um, boarding school uh, oh my god is it, is it can we literally do an episode of like unpacking all my trauma at an all oh boys yeah that would be again again I, i'm worried that this is just dead into my therapist sessions and then yeah as you said to Andrews, and so i very much when watching it i was like you know i've very much been in like quite small settings never been in this city and then in it's a sin there's like so much joy and like such a sense of community in like the lgbt community and as a little as a little gay repressed man i was like oh I want to be like liberated. I want to like break free again. This was just me like yeah. crying in my bed after not being <laughs> days. So you know, I'm sure coronavirus has contributed to uh, my nothing for like the real world. Um, but yeah. yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah, I think we should um, kind of come on to the question that we asked everyone on our Instagram, which was about um, should straight actors be playing gay characters and I wondered if Charles you want to start we had so many responses from you guys which is so great um and they're all really interesting and it's so interesting to see that you know there is there's not a binary answer to this question it's so nuanced and it's really like complex and you can't really just brush it off with like a yes or a no um yeah but luckily enough we have we have a gay man here who is wow. in it's me it's, it's, oh it's you charles oh god um, um, yes no um that literally uh i feel really bad that i put like a yes no poll that was you subtly racing me before a yes no poll because it is not a very 
but it, yeah, it can be very, I know, okay, I know what you do that. No, I, I agree. It's, yeah, there's a lot of nuance. So, um, yeah, thank you for all your little responses. Uh, yeah, basically my perspective is, is um, I think it's a very nuanced question. And I, for me, I think that, you know, one of the things I really did love about It's a Sin was that um, it's very much a story told by queer people. It's a story about, of the queer community told by like queer actors, queer creators, Russell T Davies who wrote it, and obviously all the actors as well. Um, and basically I really love it when um, gay actors uh, play gay roles for so many reasons, like um, it's so important for representation and diversity and like allowing queer people to have ownership of their stories. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know, I'm, I don't think that uh, it exclusively only actors should play gay roles, but I, I, but there does need to be like good, um, you know, gay representation in uh, playing these roles. Because I was thinking about like lots of the most like famous queer roles, and I was like, everybody I'm thinking of is straight who's playing. Yeah. So obviously, um, I think there should be a balance. Like, it, you know, queer people do need to be able to be telling queer stories, but I don't think it should be exclusively. Um, yeah, if that makes sense. What about you, Izzy? Well, there was one like response to the question which I totally like identified with. Um, someone said that. Um, <clears throat> so the question was obviously, should they play gay characters? And this person said no. But I feel like assholes will say then <laughs> that gay actors shouldn't play straight. So maybe yes. And that's like totally how I feel. That every time that um, a minority community tries to like claim a bit that mm. is like their own, yeah. kind of like the like straight community or whatever would then be like oh no but like we <laughs> like, but then can't they play straight balls like isn't that what you're saying and i was watching so um good morning britain did a, a bit on this about mm. this whole question and obviously the lovely piers morgan was starring um and i honestly wow. had to turn it off in like like after like 20 seconds no. i was like no 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 too much too much too much piers um yeah. Because um, he literally wouldn't let anyone speak, including um, Susanna, I think her name is, that he literally he literally interrupts her all the time. Anyway, segue, sorry. Um, uh, little little Piers Morgan right there. Oh my God, it could go on for hours. Um, and his whole point, which I feel like is quite like a really defensive point, is that, you know, well, aren't they an actor? Can't they just, can't everyone just act? But then to me, that's like, that, can you act gay? Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of the responses, yeah, we're talking about like being gay isn't necessarily uh, like a, a physical thing. Um, yeah. So absolutely, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, and uh, someone else said to me yesterday that like some actors are like camp and then that kind of allows them access to play that role. But at the same time, I'm like, there's no, like you said, there's no physical aspect yeah. To, to being queer, there's no physical thing that someone can like put on to to act that way. And I just kind of like trying to think, you mm. know, and this is something that I can ask you, you know, if you were to go and audition for something and it was a gay role mm. and you auditioned and you obviously did really well because you're a very talented actor, um, you know, what, and then if, if like a straight person, a straight man came in and like audition for that character and then they got the role like mm. how would that make you feel god i yeah i don't know um i 
that as you're talking, you're reminding me of, um, I don't know if any, if, uh, Ezzy, have you seen The Prom by uh, The Prom? I haven't on seen it, but we have spoken about this. James Corden's performance is a fucking hate crime. It is traumatizing. <laughs> I watched it. I watched it on like the night after my exams. I was like, wow, I'm ready. I'm going to have like a nice little, I'm going to have a nice little, you know, night to myself. And I yeah, was traumatized. Is this a trauma from exams wasn't enough? Like you had to go and like watch a traumatic oh. film like that. Timothy Chalamet, call me by your name. I'm like, you know, he did a really great job. Maybe I'm just attracted to him. I'm still not sure. Uh, but yeah. Gordon was like, goes in there and does this like caricature of like really camp. And like, literally I was like, why am I watching James Gordon like flap his wrist around? Cause that's what gay people do all the time. As he like comes out to his mum. I was like, this is just, oh. So yeah, I think, I think, yeah, definitely don't uh, be offensive. <laughs> Don't do, don't hate crime me. That's all I want. Don't hate don't crime. Don't do a crime like Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but people but are talking about representation, right? But, and I think the thing that kind of reveals that is like, if I were to ask you to name like mm. 10 straight male actors, you could probably do that after about like a minute or so. If I were to ask you the same about like gay actors or even like lesbian actors. Yeah or gender fluid actors or trans actors. Like, I don't think you could name 10 off the top of your head of each of those categories. And so- Yeah, well, yeah. obviously, obviously, you know, there are less gay people than straight people, but I do think, especially when you think of roles like Breakback Mountain and Call Me By Your Name and like all these films, I'm like, surely there should be like, you know, some of these gay people. I think I saw something they were saying that like, no gay actor has been nominated for an Oscar of like a gay role or something. And I was like, oh. but sorry, carry on. Well, no, it's, and I think in a time where we focus so much on, like, the actor, like, when you're talking about Call Me By Your Name, you're talking about Timothy Chalamet and not his character. And mm. so there is so much focus on the person who takes the role. It's like, oh, um, it's going to be Daniel Craig as James Bond. And there's so much visibility of who's playing that role. Yeah. And so when you see that kind of, like, that transition into, from their character, who is um, queer, mm. into, like, the straight actor who plays them it's just a very visible transformation it's kind of saying I heard this a really long time ago and it's always stayed with me that society likes gayness and it likes queer stories but they don't like queer people yeah that and was that, really like that breaks my heart like why can't why not like why can't we just have like queer people telling queer stories surely That's they're it. better at it <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I would say that, like, you know, in It's a Sin, you know, I think that the performances are so good. And I think that there is, like, a level of authenticity and, like, that is brought to it that is just phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I, I, That's the thing. I feel like, and a lot of what people are saying is, like, you know, you know, it's not necessarily explicitly bad if for straight people to play gay roles unless you're James Corden or doing a fucking character <laughs> uh, but you know there needs to you know we still need to make sure that like you know there's representation of queer people playing queer roles if it's just straight yeah. people playing gay roles it gets a bit dodgy yeah mm. absolutely. yeah and people are talking a lot about like you know having queer writers and queer people on set yeah, um, and you know this isn't this isn't just about who is on screen this is about who is in production as well yeah. Um, which is also there's like such a like a gap there of like queer people being in production 
Um, one thing that I will comment on that about like what I said like a few moments ago about that like transition. This isn't the same, but this is similar. So I read a book like last year about the creator and writer of the show Transparent. Uh, what is that? So that's um, it's on Amazon Prime. It's about um, a transgender like it's about a transgender woman um, mm-hmm. who, and it's kind of it's all about like their like her transition from being like the father of the family to who she is now and that's like a big kind of like element of the show but it's played by Jeffrey Tambor who who is a man yeah yeah and he then picked up an award for that Mm. and so that's a hugely visible transformation between someone who is 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 playing a woman on screen and is then picking up that award as a man. It's kind wow. of, for me, that's saying like, you know, that's kind of an affirmation that, oh no, you're still a man. We still think that you're a man, even though you are transgender. Well, yeah, that's that's my thing, absolutely. I think in our in our poll, it was explicitly to do with like um, sexuality, but I think like no nuance whatsoever, cisgender people should not play transgender roles. But because mm. I don't, it just like, there's so much. I've I don't know if have you seen the Danish girl by not yes Redman. Like I've seen so much criticism of the way that it like having like a cisgender man play a transgender woman like feeding into the transphobic rhetoric of being like ah oh, yes it's just a man in a dress and it's like mm. no so I no norms whatsoever on uh, to do with trans roles. I think under trans people trans characters are for uh, trans community no nuance yeah. whatsoever because it i yeah and that's my perspective yeah, and also just to make a point like just because a film is good just because an actor is good mm-hmm. doesn't mean that like that role is necessarily okay for them like someone made a comment about taron edgerton in elton in rocket man and again like there was so much emphasis on it's taron edgerton in this role taron edgerton will be playing elton john in rocket man and so like we've already it's already not elton john it's just taron edgerton putting on like lots of funky costumes and there's also then like you know people shipping him and Richard Madden together all the time even though they're two straight men like yeah yeah these are things I think of I was thinking of all the roles and I was like Taron Edgerton, Rami Malek um all these yeah absolutely absolutely also Rocketman deals a lot with like Elton John's struggle with being gay the way that he was rejected by his family for his sexuality even though he was like an amazing pop star Mm. Um, and I think that that's the thing for me is that like I haven't watched all of LG, LGBTQ plus media um, mm. like film or TV but mm. the ones that I have watched 90% of the time are about the gay experience mm. because that's yeah. what because we're still as a society thinking about that so much right now we're still as a society some of us are still struggling with that and still need shows like it's a sin being yeah. made which actually haven't really been made before yeah absolutely and so I just think like if for as long as that is the case like you I don't know I just feel like a, a, a straight person will never be able to pull on those experiences in terms of like fulfilling that role mm. and there's yeah, so much I, to say for like emotional memory and stuff like that when you're acting as well yeah I do see um yeah I have seen some performances that I'm like oh they're really good but I think yeah the some reason is like I think I'm very much like, I think it's very important for um, queer people to play queer roles, but I'm not like exclusive, if that makes sense. Mm. I also think if, if we were exclusive, then 
a lot of people would have a lot to say about that and would not be comfortable with it and I think that's like I think that's where people kind of hold back a bit where they're like I'm not saying that straight people can't play them but like they I would prefer them to play the roles it's just like you know I feel like if if we were allowed to we would say I don't know that's quite controversial oh um yeah cool uh is there anything else about it's a sin that you uh because i feel like we've gone on this train for quite a while that you've got in mind or are you ready to fight about tea coffee and dragon? oh my god stop the only thing i want to say is that like it's a sin is so funny and even with stuff like um anal douching there you go um it kind of deals it deals with it in a really like um gentle way you know, when there's this moment where Ash and Richie are about to have sex and then Ash sort of says, like, down by your ass, like, you need a bit of a wash. And it's it's quite funny for an audience. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of, like, I love the way that it deals with big things like that. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I, again, as we've said, watch the fucking show because it's so good. <laughs> there's so much. It's so, yeah, you're so right. It's so funny as well. And there's some really interesting, like, lessons on, actually, in the poll, controversially, I voted, mm. we did one that was like, did you know much about uh, the impact of the AIDS crisis on the LGBTQ plus community? And I said, no. Obviously, I knew that um, it was a big thing for the LGBTQ plus community, but um, the, it, the show really taught me, like, a lot about um, the impact of homophobia and the access for gay people to healthcare and all of this stuff. And it, so... I, obviously, I did know that it affected um, the gay community, but I didn't know the extent. And there's some great lessons also about Section 28, which is horrendous. Yes. Um, Actually, we need to talk about that for one second. And that's why Thatcher is such a bitch. Um, because she kind of put Section 28 in place, which meant that homosexuality couldn't be spoken about in schools. It wasn't allowed to be promoted in schools. Which, mean, which means that if you were being bullied for being gay... If people were like harassing you for being gay, no one could do anything about it because if a teacher then said, I'll stop bullying that boy, mm. then they would be promoting homosexuality and excusing homophobia. It wasn't allowed. Under the yeah. law, was not allowed. I know. Absolutely. So, yeah, again, what does it say? Because there's some like really great like lessons in there as well. And it taught me a lot. And it's also really funny and uh, really emotional and just amazing in every way. And again, watch it watch the show yeah um okay so we're gonna spend the last bit of the show talking about drag race okay? yeah um, and we're about to play a really it's a really emotional song um, it's a really um heartfelt song from yeah. the united the united kingdoms yeah. what is it called charles please i believe it's called uk han UK han. Um, uk han and yeah it's just wow i think it's the anthem of 2021 let's I go uk han UK hum. Oh, I'm very excited. Bing bang bong, sing sang song, ding ding dong. UK hum. Dancing to a Highland chick, Lawrence Cheney's up in this gig from Helensburgh to Edinburgh. Everywhere I go, I'm snatching wigs. I made my name in Glasgow City. Can't sing or dance, but I'm so witty. Me and my dolls are on a mission. Gonna take this crowd for Ruru Vision. I'm, I'm the fashion queen or whore. I'll stick a ten through the door when he's asking for more. Superstar queen just like no other Turning our looks fashionista lover Just like you, you can call me mother It's something you say And it's going around and around and around and around Yeah But what 
all these people struck so bad, it must be illegal. C-A-Y-C-E, inch to the four, I ain't talking about my weed. Rat a tap rat, I'ma clap back. You know I need a back, so play that track. All you fruit should be scared of me, like the one I sent home doing man. It's something you say, and he's going around. Sleep on me, gender bender, sister my fender I like it rough but my leg tools tender Don't be scared to embrace the femme Whether you're he, she or them Limp wrist, hair flick, creme de la creme Love yourself, say that again Clap for the bing bang bong Clap for the sing sang song Clap for the ding dang dong Clap for the UK hun Something. Oh my god, I'm so annoyed that I the music because I fucking love that song. My feed page, page for the last week. Uh, yeah, by the way, for anyone listening, I fucking love TikTok and I'm going to talk about that a lot because I feel like 90% of my life is TikTok. But my entire page has just been like different people doing lip syncing to Bing Bang Bong and it's an absolute fucking bop. UK Han, it's so good. Like, and Bimini's verse goes off. Bimini supremacy, Bimini supremacy. And actually, we've had so many people talking about Bimini on as their favorite queen. Like, yeah. and okay, well, okay. So we we need to talk. Okay, right. Here's the thing for for you for you listeners. Uh, basically. So, for, actually, not everybody might be watching Drag Race UK. If you're not, again, you're under a rock. Watch it. It's the only thing. Not, you're, not you're under a rock. You're under arrest. Like, you need to stop. You need to go to jail and yes. start again, watching things. Right. Um, but me and Izzy have been um, having huge arguments about a coffee. Tea coffee. I am a tea coffee stan. I love her with all my heart. I love her with all my soul. I would die for Tia Coffee. She's amazing. She's funny. She's hilarious. Izzy Corey is wrong, in her opinions. I just want you to know that. She is wrong. Listen, I have, some, I have some beans with your name. I have, your, I have beans with your name on it. I'm going to spill them. Okay. Okay? Spill them right Tia now. Tia Coffee, butter, flash. Right. Yeah, I let you talk. I let you talk. This is my time, Okay. She has no talent. The only thing she's good at is lip syncing. And that's why she's still in, which is like so ridiculous because she basically does like shit stuff for like 90% of the show. And then for the last 10%, she like does quite well in an awful outfit, might I add, every single week. I mean, come on. Episode five, she dressed up as an ice cream. Yeah, okay, right, listen, listen. The ice cream was horrendous. I'm not, okay, here's the thing. Tear coffee. She's also, she's also not funny at all. Oh, lies, lies. <laughs> a 
okay, listen, this, this is literally 10 minutes just about take on me. Here's the thing. I admit the fact that she is not the most talented person on Drag Race UK. She's not, you know, she's not um, the most polished. She's not like, you know, some of her outfits are By a country mile, Okay, you know, I'll hold up my hands and say, that ice cream look, I didn't even realise it was an ice cream. I, <laughs> and I was like, is this just, I was like, is she a clown? Is she? I know. But I think she's got the charisma. She's got the personality. And that is why I'm in love with her. And she has literally narrated the entire show. She's narrated the whole show. She has all the confessionals. Sorry, sorry. Is it is it called Charisma Race UK? Um, no, no it's the answer. But no, it's, it's the answer. Okay, it's no, it's not because she actually cannot do any of the things that the judges ask her to do. Every single week, they say you you say you're going to do better. Every week, we say your outfit is utter shit. I mean, it's not like Joe Black shit. It's not H and M shit, but it's like close. I mean, we have to have a moment to say RIP to um, Joe Black because he literally died a very sad death on the stage um, with that H&M dress. So um, I do, I feel for her, but also like, don't come out in an H&M dress. Oh my God, Izzy, did you realise that I just disappeared for like a solid minute there? Did you? Where did you go? Oh. Well, I didn't go for a fucking coffee. I my um I had some technical difficulties, but it's okay, I'm back. Sorry, what were you oh saying? God, this is about Joe Black. Oh god, you weren't even listening to me. No, I wasn't. Honestly, Izzy, I'm pretending I had te- technical difficulties. I just didn't want to hear the tear coffee slander, so I just left. I mean, what you'll all learn, listeners, is that me and Charles actually do hate each other inside. And it does all it does all spring from tear coffee. No, what I'm what I was saying was um I was talking about H and M Gate. Um, and oh, Joe Black's face. and also it's hilarious because she went out in week one and then they decided to bring her back and she went out again yeah they always do that though when they bring someone back because it's like everyone else has been through like an extra four episodes it'd be so unfair if she gets eliminated and then just gets to like jump but yeah the hate men thing that Rue got angry Rue got very angry I was shit I don't want to see any fucking H&M I know, it was very intense. But, I um, think he had a thing with H&M, though, because I saw another video where he was on some, like, American clothes show, and this woman was, like, showing him, like, a skirt from H&M. She's like, it's from the H&M, it's $69. And his face was literally like he'd been farted on by a pig. <laughs> it was a face of pure disgust. Like, where does that come from? Oh Wait, is this is this Rue who was disgusted? Rue was, yeah, Rue was disgusted. Well, right, here was a qualm, qualm um, about the last episode. Basically, the thing I didn't know is these girls, you know, they're not rich. They don't have a 50-person, like, train, like, RuPaul to do all their makeup. Um, and, like, you know, it's a global pandemic. They were off for seven months, you know, and I think Joe Black had to, said that, you know, in order to pay rent, she had to sell loads of her costumes and all of this. And I was like, Rue, this is very unfair. You are holding them up True. to standard. I guess Michelle Visage always says, like, you know, you don't need money to do drag. But, but I was, I, and to be fair, the look, she could have, like, bejazzled it up a bit and that like, added some, you know, added some. Yeah. 
sparkles and you know beaded it etc etc but I was like a bit harsh especially when Rue is like rich as fuck and literally has like Rue said that she has 50 people or something doing all her I think that was a joke though I think that might have been a joke Oh my god, no, but there's a really funny meme, Izzy, which you wouldn't have seen. Oh yeah, actually, guys, an expose on Isabel Corey. Her f- the first episode of Drag Race she watched was last fucking week. So Rude. How Rude. But basically, in the last season finale, RuPaul um, wasn't in drag, and RuPaul was wearing this weird, like, mask. And, like, <laughs> like RuPaul, you literally roast people for turning up looking like trash and you can't even get into drag for the season finale also i'm confused about like the neon wig that he came on in episode five in honor of Ginny lemon oh my god that was so funny i was like can we just have an absolute moment of remembrance for Ginny lemon i she was my absolute favorite i literally i want her to come back and win but then, but then I, I, Ginny Lemon was also one of my favorites. Hey, we agree on something. Um, but I, I thought that, uh, I didn't think she was going to go very far because Rue, again, this is another criticism I have RuPaul. We could do a whole episode talking about as much as I love RuPaul's Drag Race, there are a lot of flaws. But it's like, <laughs> you know, Ginny Lemon has, um, their, um, like, you know, has their drag and RuPaul kept trying to like force Ginny into a box and like force her into like, so Ginny- true. It's not Ginny. So part of me was like, I'm glad that she's like taken ownership of her story. Like she was, she was able to leave when she wanted to leave. Um, and so, yeah, which, but. And that I, was a big moment. That was like, a, that was Drag Race history. Yeah, it was. Not happened before. Not that you'd know, because you haven't actually watched. Oh it. my God. I cannot believe I'm being at it was, because of no, this. Listen, all I'm saying is Ikora is on the poll. The... Can I just say that Charles literally begged me to do this radio show with him and now he's literally outing me in public. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I see, I just, listen, I've just got to speak the truth to the people, okay? You know, I, I don't want them having these I'm uneducated having opinions. Issues. I can't hear you. I'm having technical issues. <laughs> no, I don't want people having these uneducated opinions on tea or coffee, is it? That's what I'm saying. Uneducated. You just have to watch the show, and then that will be education enough. Well, the poll, the listeners decided that Tear Coffee was indeed talented. I know, like all of you out there voting for Tear Coffee, like get um, a break. No, I love you with all my soul, all my soul. (laughs) Although I was actually raging at my sibling for fucking voting talentless for Tear Coffee. So yes, Edward really did go against you there, and I love them for it. We are not on speaking terms anymore. I will be. Oh no! <laughs> Good lord. Um, yeah. Uh, are we nearing the end of the show, or do we still? Have we to... are nearing the end. This is so sad, but I, I. This has been so much fun. Yes, it feels. It feels like it's gone quickly because I guess uh, we uh, missed the first ten minutes, so uh, we'd probably. Have I guess we didn't time. turn up till like a little bit of the way through. Um, I guess. Yes. But um, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm so impressed that you all stayed at the beginning, though. I think that's very heroic of you. Oh, I feel like we're holding them at gunpoint, being like... um, Well, you know. Yeah, um, but thank you so much for listening, and it's been so much fun. And we promise, in the future, we will be on top of the ball. We will not be late. You won't have to listen to 10 minutes of random songs. Um, And uh, I mean, but it was fun, though, wasn't it? It was fun, wasn't it, it, guys? Yeah. Of course. It, we can say it's intentional. We wanted it to happen. We wanted to set Exactly. 
perfect lovely lovely well lovely. my darling it's been so lovely talking to you and yourself apart from out to your coffee still sorry about it but um... i'm so hungry i'm gonna go get lunch i'm literally everyone can hear my rumbling stomach i'm sorry ah. um but yeah well i guess um love you lots and love you lots well hopefully we'll speak before then oh yeah no no i don't know i don't really know i probably don't know <laughs> if I can. um cool are you gonna play our little outro is he oh oh i can't we've run out of time oh, um, bye then bye guys love you lots you've been listening to daddy issues with charles vivian and isabel corey if you need any support regarding things that we have spoken about in the show, please head to the Daddy Issues Facebook page where we have some useful resources for anyone who may be struggling. Get in touch with us via our social media if you'd like to reach out or share your own story. No matter who you are, we love and accept you. See you next Thursday for some more fabulous content. <laughs>